up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of CAP. This is your boy, JD. And what we're going to do, we're going to what? We're going to cultivate. This is your girl, Erica, and we're going to accumulate. And together, we will all prosper. prosper. What's good? Oh, man. I'm so good to be here. Last Saturday, just crazy. Just last Saturday was Manifest Conference. That was. It was a good time. I was there. I was a vendor. A lot of the powerful speakers. It was a great event. I'm I'm grateful. I'm Ooh. grateful. If you notice, I came with my manifest vision, manifest purpose, manifest dreams. Okay. Yeah. Great event that you took, that you did last Saturday. So... Now we're going to get off into the buzz topics. The first one that we got is the Arkansas, the state of Arkansas have canceled Arkansas AP African history. What is your take on that, Erica? Okay. Um, Here it is. Okay, so I was looking at what Sarah Huckabee Sanders said, and she said we cannot perpetuate a lie to our students and push this propaganda leftish agenda, teaching our kids to hate America and hate one another. How in the world, <laughs> what sense does this make? I mean, it's like, how is that teaching our kids to hate America? Please help me to understand this. Well, personally, I think just like with a lot of stuff from the governor in Florida, Ron DeSantis counseling, uh, African-American history, uh, a lot of these Republican governors uh, are trying to whitewash history. Um, when I was in school and I actually finished high school in Arkansas, um, when we moved there from Florida, how ironic. Um, that was in the mid-90s. I came out of high school in 95, you know, so we can, uh, that's what I said, almost 28 years been out of high school. <laughs> but uh, it's just, that right there just says a lot. Now, when you Look at the colleges in Arkansas. My brother went to U University of Arkansas. I'm a HBCU grad from Tennessee State. Well, the University of Arkansas football program is real big, SEC. Most of the players on that team are young black guys. The same people who are okay with this garbage that they're doing are going to be at the games on Saturdays cheering on the Razorbacks, mm. but they okay with – their children not learning about African-American history and, and the things that this country has done. Uh, it's just, it's just once again, it's, it's a lot of whitewashing, uh, white privilege, white supremacy. Um, and we all have to speak out against that. Now, you should be able to do two things at once. I'm embracing and glad football season is here, but you got to think about your grandkids or the kids that you haven't had that's coming that's gonna come well after we're gone when these folks are trying to turn back history they're trying to make it seem like slavery uh we learned some 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 skills you know nonsense like that mm -hmm. so this is just another attempt i wouldn't be surprised if the governor of tennessee start this nonsense i think if i'm not mistaken uh teaching african-american history in certain schools is you know it's, it's either not permitted or what have you, but it's just another attempt to whitewash history because that history is American history. Our mm -hmm. ancestors built this country for free. And, you know, um, another thing I look at is the fact that they are saying that it's like you just won't get the graduation credit. Yeah. And there are some 
people, when it comes to if you're not going to get the credit, they might not take it. So there's always the chance that more people will still will not experience it. So it's like it's still there. You're just not going to get the credit. And if you're not going to get the graduation credit, you're going to have a lot of students not taking it. Yeah, that's that's the whole premise of them doing mm-hmm. this nonsense. But um, need the, the people in Arkansas to, to vote her out of office, um, such as the folks in Florida to vote Ron DeSantis out, the, out of office because uh, he's not mm-hmm. going to – the presidency, he's, that's some garbage as well. Um, governor Abbott in Texas, Governor Lee here in Tennessee. I mean, all these governors are following the same Jim Crow type of mentality and most of these states have a lot of black people, mm-hmm. um, and we just gotta we got we, we gotta make sure we keeping a conscious watch on that. But the next topic on a lighter note, can't wait to see this. I'm gonna see it this weekend. The Equalizer three, with my guy Denzel is out, and this is this is the this is the last movie in the trilogy. What do you think about that, Eric? I'm ready for this one. I'm ready for this one. Um, I can't wait till I have the opportunity to see it. Um, hopefully it will be soon. Um, I've been, this is one I've been waiting for. Um, I've been waiting for this one. Um, um, I'm a big Denzel Washington fan anyway. So, um, the equalizers are kind of in some of my favorites, you know, top favorites of Denzel. So, um, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Not sure when I'm going to get the opportunity um, to see it. If I if I understand correctly, it's um, set in southern Italy. Yeah, Italy. Set in southern Italy. Uh, the premise of it, he finds his friends are under control of a local crime boss, and uh, takes on the mafia in a very smooth way. Like, Uh-oh. don't get me wrong, John Wick is is cool. I like John Wick, but I've always if I had to pick one, I've always <laughs> been an equalizer fan with Robert McCall because he's smooth with it. Yeah. And and and, and he's he's real methodical with it. And he just lets you know like you got a few seconds to, you know, get yourself together and then he's gonna go ahead and do what he do. So I look forward to it. This is the last one in this trilogy. The first two were good, and um, you know, I don't expect nothing but greatness from this one. So if you, this Labor Day weekend, definitely, if you out there, go ahead and go check out the Equalizer 3. So tell me, do you have Equalizer 1 and Equalizer 2 at home? I'm pretty sure once it comes out later, you'll have to have all three. In. Oh, I do. Uh-huh. I do. It's streaming uh-huh. services as well as, you know, at the old DVDs. But, yeah, I'm, I'm an Equalizer fan. So now, everybody, today we have a very special guest. You know, we've had different guests on our podcast in the past, but today we have one of our very first singers, R&B. Anybody know that I'm old school hip-hop and love pure R&B. So today we have a gentleman here who was born and raised in Memphis. Um, First album, Welcome to D.C., came out in 2014. He's a singer and songwriter. My guy here was on Making the Band 4 with Diddy, and he is a member of the Barcays. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome my special guest, Mr. Devin D.C. Crutcher. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome. What's going on? Hey, 
It's an honor to be here, man. Thank you guys for having me. This is yeah. going to be fun. Yeah, I'm I'm grateful that you decided to come on, man. We, I've been following you for a good moment, man. Uh, not only around the local scene here in so, Memphis, but uh, I've seen you perform at various venues. So, you know, music. I I love anything that someone does that's pure R and B, and you know, uh, that you know that unfiltered, man. For sure. So you've sung other folk songs. You've sung your original songs. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you, what was your first major music influence that led you to want to sing professionally? Man, I would say my first influence was my grandmother. Her name was Betty Crutcher. She was a songwriter for Stax. Okay. Like she wrote a lot of songs for Stax. Um, she actually wrote the song Who's Making Love by Johnny Taylor. Oh, man. Yeah, she wrote that. She wrote uh, some songs for the Staples Singers. Uh mm. Little Milton, a lot of the old Stax legends, she has pinned some hits on them. So with her, that was my hugest influence. But as far as um, uh, artist-wise, it was Marvin. Yeah, I love Marvin. Yeah, I'm bro. a huge it's Marvin Gaye fan, man. How smooth he is, the, the way he can get every woman's attention and be able just to make a song speak to your soul. Yeah. That's the part I love. So he was a huge influence on me. I, I can dig that because Marvin is 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 definitely uh in my music him. rotation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's him. Yeah. yeah, bro. He's definitely in my music rotation, man. That's what's up. For so. So listen. What's you know, up? I wish I could sing. I can carry a tune. You know what I'm saying? But I have like this huge love for theater. Right. Okay. Stage plays, whatever. Sometimes I need some folks singing in these stage plays. So I'm there. Yeah. But um, I can remember my love for the theater and for creating, beginning with being able to see the stage play, Mama, I Want to Sing. Oh, wow. Tell us how your musical journey began. Uh, just how it began, I would say um, in elementary school. No, oh. preschool. I had led We Are the World. And then after I've been singing, all the girls were like, ooh, you can, you can sing. <laughs> I like, yeah, mom, this is what I think I want to start doing. I want to start trying to become a singer. You was getting the ladies and I everything. I was getting the ladies, baby. <laughs> Moving around, you hear me? But now, it, it, I think after that is what made me be like, you know, I think this is something I would love to do, something I would love to be a part of. I love entertaining. Yeah. It makes it so much easier to me. Okay, so this was like preschool. It's my sanctuary. Yeah. I started in preschool. Okay, so then you started recording music like around? I would say I officially started recording maybe in 2010. Okay. I started like actually trying to pursue a music career. Um the actual journey probably didn't start until after I did making a band because prior to that, I was just um, karaoke bars or singing with friends and I was in some groups and stuff like that. But after making a band is when I decided, oh, this can really be beneficial because after I came off the show, I started having promoters hit me up saying, hey, yeah. 
I got an opportunity for you. You want to open up for Kim? You want to open up for oh Fantasia? You want to do this? And and, and stuff started popping up. So I thought, I was like, okay, this is, might be what God got in plan and stored for me. So Lord gave some blessings. Start so I opened it up. How yeah. about my shit? Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. Start yeah. moving through, man. So yeah. that's what actually started. So I would say after making the band is when I decided I wanted to become a full-time singer. Okay. So that that's a good segue into my question. What was that experience like on making a band with Diddy? Oh wow, bro. It was actually amazing. It was actually cool. Um out of a thousand contestants, I made it to the top ten. That's um I was the only one from the city who actually made it on there. It was uh Diddy is actually a cool person, bro. Like <laughs> It's crazy. Like when you see him on film, he acts yeah, he, you know a certain, what I'm way. A certain yeah. way. But off camera, what's up, Playboy? You good? You need anything, man? You're straight. You know, it's like, bro, that's not what I expected from yeah. you. I thought you was gonna be a butthole, but <laughs> wow. you he was actually pretty cool. And and the show, um, it was different because I was in a house full of other guys that I didn't do not know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. 20 people in one house and you having to be on camera 24 hours a day. You got to be around somebody 24. You got to learn how to sing with other people, do certain things. So the show was cool, but I, you know, it was a blessing and it had its downfall. Downfall, I would say was cause after I got off the show, I couldn't sign to anybody else for five years. So even though to I wasn't on the show, yeah, because I was on the show, I was literally signed to Bad Boy, even though I didn't make it to be in day twenty six. Yeah, so I was still a part of the label. So gotcha. after that, I couldn't get signed to anybody else, and I had like five labels who wanted to sign me, but they looked at the, the contract like, ah, oh, we can't, we can't do anything with you because wow. you're still signed. But that happens to every. TV show, like as far as American Idol, like even if you don't get picked, you're still signed under them for five years. Oh, so something I didn't know. Man. It's That's a positive true. and a negative on being on those reality TV shows because you get that exposure, but it also at the end kind of hurts you a little bit too yeah. because. You have the exposure and everyone wants to sign you, wants to do something with you. But after they see your contract, they'll be like, ah, we can't do anything until five years. And after that five years is over with, the buzz you have is gone. So now you got to start all the way back over again. So that's the only part about making a band. I'm like, I probably shouldn't have did it, but it helped me out in the same time. So the the pros. The pros and cons of it. Yeah, the pros and cons of it. Yeah. So listen, um, I would like to know what's in the near future for Devin Crutcher. Well, at this moment, I'm a part of the legendary Barcades. So I'm with them right now, and we're working a whole lot. So we're always out. Actually, the band is out in Chicago right now, but I'm still home because I have a show tomorrow on my own in um, St. Louis. So I had to miss a show, but... The Barcades, we moving. It's a whole new band. Uh, we still have the legendary James Alexander ahead of us, yeah. but it's a whole new band with 
youth. It's not like the old, you know, older guys. Yeah. So we're bringing that funk. So I'm doing that right now, and I'm working on my own stuff, my own albums and things. So, so we writing look, for people and everything. So. so we can look forward to some to some great acts yeah. coming from another yeah. person from Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. Actually, right now, man, I have a song that you guys can go and uh, listen to. It's called Pedestal. It's dope. Uh, Devin Crutcher is on every platform. It's called Pedestal. Check it out. I think you'll like it. I know you'll like it. (laughs) Definitely. Is that that more so, um, is it a... a Temple beat song, or is it a, is it a love song, or is it in, you know, what, what type of melody flow? I'm gonna check it out most definitely, but I'm just curious on what type of. So I'm an '80s baby, so I love love songs. So it's a love song. Okay, That's what it's I'm... it's pretty much just showing up appreciation for your mate. You got to put on the pedestal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, up there, ain't that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like the sound of that. Yeah, you gotta put on the pedestal, man. This is dope. Okay. On the pedestal. Ooh, definitely gonna yeah, check that out. You, you all have heard what he just said, so definitely check that out. I will too. Um, what I want to ask you is, since you know the podcast is called Cap, we always ask questions pertaining to the acronym CAP, Cultivate, Accumulate, Prosper. So, how did you cultivate your gift of singing into being becoming the performer you are today? A lot of hard work, man. Putting forth that effort. Not stopping, even though you may run to some uh, some haters or people that's putting some negative on you. You still have to push yeah. through. You got to persevere. You know what I'm saying? Um, everything has its ups and everything has its downs. It's true. But you have to know if this is what you want and what God has in store for you, no one can take it from you. So with that being said, man, you got to keep pushing, too. You got to work. You got to put in the work. And because I put in the hours and the time in trying to perfect my craft, I've been extremely prosperous with it. Whereas I haven't, thank you, Jesus. I haven't worked in almost 15 years, but yet I am, I, I get everything paid for everything. I don't have to worry about nothing. That's so sure. that's, that shows you what God can do. Cause it ain't me. It ain't yeah. nothing but God. So that's a blessing, man. Yeah, man. I have already said that a part of my shirt says manifest purpose. So I see you've been manifesting the vision, the purpose, and the dreams. Yes, ma'am. I love it. I love it. Now, accumulate, because as he said, there's cultivate, accumulate, and prosper. So with accumulate, um, it's defined as to gather, to build up. Um, Have you accumulated all that you hope to, or is there more yet desired for Devin Crutcher. I feel there's always more. There's always more that God has in store for you than what your eyes think you should have. So right now I'm just open and I'm, as I said earlier, I'm working. You know what I'm saying? I'm putting in the work and I'm just letting him guide me. So wherever he wants to go, that's where I'm going. Something that I can definitely say, and you'll probably hear more about this from me later, um, I'm real big about the detours and moving from detours to destiny. Thanks. And um, it's just amazing to see how God guides you along that journey. You're going to go through some 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 cuts, some bruises. Facts. 
But to get to that point of destiny to where you've reached this point that you know God has for you, it's an amazing feeling. It's amazing. I swear. I totally agree with you on that. That's so true. So then what are some of your accolades or achievements um, that has allowed you to prosper? Oh, wow. Um, I would say some of the things that I've done as far as I've performed at every major arena in this city. Uh, I think that's a blessing because to be a person who was considered not a amazing singer at one point in time to, to whereas now I'm one of the top male yeah. vocalists in the city. Yeah. Um, man, as far as my accolades, I mean, being a part of the Barcades is one. Okay. Um, finishing my first album is, is it was huge to me. And, Making a band was a huge accolade. And I'm looking at just being able to be a person that others can rely on as far as you know you come to my show, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be something that from all ages can enjoy. So that's something I've always took pride in. And I can attest to what you're saying, man, because every time, whether I was solo or had a date and I went, to one of your shows, man, you, you sang the classics, the R&B from the 90s, 80s, 70s, so, and you've always put on a good show. Thank you, Doc. And so, you know, you know, so definitely besides being a friend, man, I'm definitely a fan, and I, I can definitely say this brother, he puts out good music, so I Appreciate definitely understand you. that. So now we're at the segment of our show, man, where we have a little fun. Let's go. Yeah, so we call <laughs> this Top 5. And um, I'm going to start it off, and I'm going to give you my top five. Um, for me, I'm, I'm asking, I'm going to ask you, what's your top five old-school R&B vocalists? Gotcha. Now, this doesn't have to be in any particular order unless you choose to. Mine is just not in any particular order, but I'm going to give you who my top five old-school R&B vocalists are. Um, Ronald Isley. Uh, I'm a huge Ronald Isley fan. That, that boy just seems like... Voice sounds like butter, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> Ronald Isley, Luther Vandross, Marvin Gaye, um, Teddy P, and Gerald Levert. Okay. Okay. That's so, solid. That's that's some so, heavy hitters, Doc. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's just in my in my top five, um, in no in no particular order, but those are they all those guys in my music rotation on my playlist. So who's your top five old school R and B vocalists, man? Being a singer, that's hard, dog. That's a hard question to ask, Brett. <laughs> um what's crazy is our list is almost I mean, it, it is totally opposite. <laughs> like, okay. like, wow. like we got some of the same people, but okay, start off with me, Johnny Taylor. Okay. I love Johnny because he had that grit yeah. and it was funky. Okay. Secondly, I would go with Marvin because Marvin, okay. like as I said earlier, he was smooth. Yeah. I love how he was able to just manipulate his harmonies and stuff. Third, James Brown. Okay. 
people underestimate <laughs> how good James could actually sing. Like everybody thinks that's, yeah. but some of his songs where he was actually singing, James had them had them pipes. Okay, then you got Stevie. On the shirt, a thousand songs. <laughs> like, and I, this might be controversial. I'm gonna put Robert. I guess like Robert up there. You know, he got his problems. Our Kelly is still, hands down, I say a goat. Okay, he's one of the goats. That's an interesting list. I'm listening to your list. Yeah. And I'm listening to your list, and I'm like, yeah, you can. He got some fat over there now. No. He got some fat, but. Now, see, the interesting thing about it, though, is I was listening to both of y'all, and I'm like, okay, I can get with Marvin. I can get with Luther. I can get with Gerald. I can definitely get with Stevie. And mm, I'm not sure who my fifth one would be. Mm. Not sure. It's interesting what you said about James Brown, but I can't see say for sure. I have to think if I have who my fifth one might be. Okay. But I know my top, Luther Vandross and Marvin and Stevie. Luther was so smooth. That was I, that crooner. You yeah. Know but listen, I got you with another top five. Okay, okay? Let's, let's go. Old school TV shows. I love my music and I love my shows. So we got Different World. Uh-huh. Cosby Show. Uh-huh. Okay. Then you got um, Martin. Got to have Martin. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And then I'm going to go a little different on y'all. So, you know, there's the shows like Facts of Life and One Day at a Time and Alice, Three's Company. So I'm going to go let my fifth one be Three's Company. Oh, wow. I like I like Three's Company. Yeah. Three's Company is good. Um, what you got? Martin. Number one, the Cosby Show. Um, good times. Mm -hmm. Jefferson's. I need one more. Uh, it's gonna throw y'all off a little bit. Okay. Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I, love that show. I, I used to I'm rock sorry. with Saved by the Bell, man. <laughs> I rock with Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Four schools. Zach. After school. Screech. Yeah, that was the, that okay. was that was one of my shows. Okay, I can get with that. I hear that. Um, yeah, man. I guess my top five shows, of course, uh, which made me go to a HBCU because uh, I am a TSU alumni, Tennessee State. Um, was Different World? Yeah, Martin, of course. Uh, Different World, Martin, uh, Sanford and Son. Ooh. Um, this one is a little different, but I, you know, I, I loved it growing up watching it. The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I love watching The Incredible Hulk. And then I would say to probably round that it out, it's, it's a lot of shows, but uh, I was a huge New York Undercover fan. Oh, that I, was bad. That almost made me want to be a, a officer at one point, but undercover though. But yeah, New York Undercover, uh, to me, one of the best cop drama shows they had the dope music soundtrack different artists and everything and it was yeah so those mm -hmm. are my uh top five old school tv shows and to round it out of course you know i'm gonna have my cosby and everything up in there but 
the ones who influenced me the most that I that I could watch now, like it's nothing. Definitely different world, Martin. Um, the Incredible Hulk with Bill Bixby. <laughs> I'm saying the original, the original. You know, what I'm saying not yeah. this computer generated crap they got going. The original one with Bill Bixby and then um, Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, yeah, that was. You know, what I'm saying so. That was my childhood growing up watching. You know, uh, watching those shows like that. And then of course Sanford and Son. I mean Fred and Lamont. Uh, that was always classic. I mean, ask y'all a question. Okay. Okay. Your favorite top five cartoons. Oh my. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so don't y'all judge me. Um, <laughs> Fat Albert. Okay. Um, Tom and Jerry. Mm. <laughs> um, Flintstones. Um, okay. I'm sorry. When I was a little girl, it was just like so cute seeing the little blue creatures running around. So, of course, the Smurfs. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to say the Smurfs. Don't y'all judge me. I'm still a little lady. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, let me see. Um, I like to even like the little shows like G.I. Joe. He-Man, She-Ra. Yeah. I can really, instead of G.I. Joe, He-Man and She-Ra, they tied. I love those. Come on, big bro. Okay. Top five cartoons. Um, well, G.I. Joe's one. Uh, Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, G.I. Joe, Transformers. Um, of course, the classic, like she said, Fat Albert. Um, I, I actually like Garfield, man. Ooh. Garfield was funny, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Garfield, and then to round it out, um, gotta go with old school Scooby Doo. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, me, I'm gonna start off with GI Joe. Yeah, I loved it because it always had the at the end where it was uh knowing it's half the battle and they have yeah. uh, uh-huh. situations. I thought that was real dope. That um. Mm. Transformers. Um, I'm gonna do. I like the Smurfs. Thank you. And the Flintstones. And uh, Bugs Bunny. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it was like really cool growing up because you know Saturday comes around. <sighs> And you got cereal? to have your cereal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Day was made. See, right there from the TV. Kids these days, it, I don't think they, they have no idea on how Saturday was like looking forward to Saturday. Cartoons. And then when I was into it, I'm not into it anymore. Wrestling. wrestling. Mm-hmm. Man, that's the channel five wrestling yeah, back in the day. Man. It was here. Oh, man. man was, I watched it. Yeah, Saturday, Saturday days, was the bro. day for cartoons and watching wrestling. Then in the evening, the soul. That's it. <laughs> I used to want to be a soul train cameraman. <laughs> yeah, man, because the ladies, man, I'm not going to lie. I used to say, man, dude, I want to grow up and be a soul <laughs> cameraman. But soul train came on that evening, man. You were and always. Apollo. Yeah. Apollo, years Apollo later. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to day. be a soul train dancer, but I, I couldn't dance, it. man. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> dance. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. But yeah, Saturdays growing up, man, that's something I, with all the technology and everything, I used to tell students I used to work in the school system. I do not, I would not trade for when I grew up to grow up now. Not no, at because all, because even though they got the technology and all of that, a lot of kids are, are growing up really without a childhood. But back then, we whether you, whether you had money or not, you still you didn't you didn't man you didn't realize if you was on the on on the maybe kind of poverty or even if you wasn't you just the the small things man being able you know go out to the skating rink whether you could skate or not. And it just just different things that you know that Simple a lot of kids now you got to worry about someone for the breakout shooting or whatnot. Facts. So, um, but yeah, them Saturday mornings, those those were the good old days, man. Watching the cartoons and then watching wrestling, um, it was just it was a good time. Then you mentioned um, even going to the to the skating rink. We had the times because you don't see it as much now either. But being able to go outside, you know. To the street light came on. Facts. Being you know, out. Playing kickball. Um, I, we used to live in this cove, and it was like all the kids playing kickball, playing, um, um, what was it, uh, red light, green light. You know, all, just having fun as a child. You know, all it is now is the electronics. So. Yeah. Well, now we go into our segment of the show where we try to give someone some helpful advice dealing with life issues. Banana peel. So we're going to get ready to peel back this banana. Um, we have a letter from a brother by the name of Rashad from Charlotte, North Carolina. He says, a month ago, I had a good time at a 20-year class reunion. My homeboy X was there, who he was once engaged to before breaking up in college. We chatted up, exchanged numbers for business, being that we're both in the real estate industry. And what started off casual is now becoming serious. My boy is happily married to someone else, but I know how he used to feel about her. How should I handle this? And once again, this is from Richard from Charlotte, North Carolina. Eric, I'm gonna let you get your take before I before I bring my perspective on it. Let the female come first, huh? Uh, most definitely, ladies first. So there okay. go. Um. Now I'm looking at the dynamics of this one. Um, his friend who was engaged to the young lady is happily married now. Um, so, you know, there's not a chance of him, um, getting upset. Like, you know, there's a, there could have been another chance for us or anything. Cause that chance is gone and he's happy. Um, so I would say have a conversation at least let it be known. There's always, yeah, I'm always big about having a conversation, but communication is important. Um, there was a time that I had two cousins who were like, who were like interested in me. And I just said, you know what? I ain't going to the prom neither one of y'all because that's just too close. But this guy's married and he's happy. Just have a conversation. Cause back in the day, there used to be the rules where it's like, um, you know, you don't talk to your friend's ex. That's just something that you just don't to do. And you don't talk. Yeah, pretty much. That's just it. You don't talk to your friend's ex. And I've seen a lot of friendships um, ruined because of that. But being the dynamic again that he is married. So there is no chance there. 
just have the conversation and let them know. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me peel back this banana. All right. Let's see. Um, he loves Pilly Bay. Yeah. So what? So I'm wondering what is the statute of limitation on <laughs> something <laughs> like that? But uh, on the real, um, you went to your class reunion, which is 20 years. Uh, I don't know if it's. I'm assuming it's a high school or what have you. But you said that they were engaged uh, and they broke up in college and your homeboy has moved on and has been married now. Um, yeah, you just, just be straight up with him, man. Um, since you thinking this is going to be, it's becoming serious. That's the operative word. If it was some casual, I mean, you know, it is what it is, but, uh, since you thinking it's becoming serious, just so it won't blindside him, not that you owe him an explanation, but it's, it's out of respect. If since he's your boy or whatnot, um, but he's moved on, he's happily married, but just have that conversation uh, because a lot of times things like this can go left when mm -hmm. folks just kind of be sneaking around, mm -hmm. Mr. Biggs and R. Kelly type stuff, just, <laughs> you know, just doing stuff on the down low when, you know, because you did say you, you acknowledge how he used to feel about her. So obviously for him to be even engaged with somebody, there was love that was there. And even though he's moved on in his life, it's good to just let him know like, hey, you know, so, so and so at the reunion, you know, we changed business cards, whatever, whatever, and we've been hanging out and, you know, I'm really digging her. She's single, I'm single. So I just want to let you know. Um, and I would think, you know, your homeboy will respect you more by doing it that way than just all of a sudden just popping up and he's like, you know, wow, you know, when did this happen? But um, I think it should be okay. Just just, just let him know. Be straight up. I always say um, it's better to be honest than, than withhold the truth um, about any situation, especially when it comes to things of this nature. Um because even though he has moved on, he's married, it's just a point of him going around, turning around and saying, hey, man, you could have just told me, you know, instead of instead of just, yeah. So we're going to ask our guests, what's your take on this, Devin? I mean, you guys pretty much said everything that I would say. Um, it's all about communication. You know what I'm saying? First, you got to go hire at your boy. Hey, hey fam. Shout it. Me and her been hanging out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't anything at first, but it's starting to grow. You cool with it. Now, most guys going to start off being like, oh, man, I'm cool with it. That's straight. But, you know, some dudes going to say that, but inside going to be in their feelings. Man, yeah. you shouldn't have talked to my gal. But like you said, it's pretty much about the communication, man. As long as I told you in the head ahead of time, instead of surprising you with it, it should be cool. Like you said, it's also – what are the statute of limitations? Like, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It, if it was 10 years ago, bro, she should be on the open market. Now, if it was like five years ago or less, I can understand you still having feelings. But as he stated, he was married. I mean, mm -hmm. his friend is married to somebody, so he shouldn't have any attachments to her. Shouldn't. 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 That's so, awkward, yeah. I just communication yeah and, and you're right Talk some some fellas and it happens i'm sure with women too but some fellas do uh even if they have moved on still be like well 
you know, that's just that's the code. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it if it's like now if this was like within a year or two, yeah, you'd be like, come on, man, like seriously, you gonna do that? Like, but they had a twenty year class reunion. And, you know, and then he said they broke up in college. So, you know, 20-year class reunion, if it's high school and then you in it's college, nice. you know what I'm saying? That's a good that, 15. Yeah, you know. So it, it is – it's one of those it's one of those situations where you be up front. Because uh, even if his homeboy hadn't moved on, if he was single, it would still apply. But he is married now. He said happily married. But it's just a common courtesy and respect just to say, hey – you know, instead of just popping it up or whatnot. But then if he gets – if his homeboy was to get in his feelings, then that's not on him. That's something he has to deal right. with. You know, but a lot of people do that out here because I've, I've seen it happen with friends of mine in the past. And, I, you know, they were like, J.D., what you think? I'm like, hey, I'm not in this. Nah, I, but aren't you it's, – it's the principle. Man, what's the principle? You moved on with somebody. Yep. This was like – over it was over past five years. I forgot the exact amount of time, but it wasn't me. It was some one of our other friends, and it's like, okay, yeah, man. But I say, see, when you start using conjunctions, but <laughs> you know, you need to be a verb and use actions. That's why I used to tell yeah. the students when I used to work in the school system, stop using conjunctions. But this, but that, no, it, and it is what it is. But you know, sometimes people will do that. But I think for the most part, uh, he's going to respect the fact that you decide to even. Because you didn't have to share that facts, but if you share that with him, he should be okay. But then if he if he's not and he he says he is and he's not, well that's that's on, on him. him. Right, I agree yeah. with you on that one, bro. Now listen, I can also like um, think it was you, JD, that did mention. You know, sometimes it can be true for the women. This is the same thing on both sides because yeah, yeah I've seen it happen even with. I've been involved with it, like being on the other end and mm. someone talking to someone that I had been talking to and it was actually during the same time. But anyway, um, so <laughs> Rashad, have the conversation. Yeah, yeah. Communication is always important. Listen, our listeners, make sure that if you have a banana peel that you want to send us, send all banana peel questions to podcast 3 at gmail.com. That's the cap podcast three at gmail.com. And remember, as you are watching, you see that subscribe button right there. Right there. You see it? It's right there. Go and click that thing one time. You know what I'm saying? And then tell your friends to click it, share it, comment on it, but make sure you click that right there. Definitely, All right. definitely, definitely, definitely. Man, it has been a great show. Um, Devin, we're glad to have had you as our guest on here. So now this is the time that we give you the opportunity to let our listeners and viewers know where they can come see you, how they can get in contact with you, book you, give all your um, whatever you got going on, man, have at it, share your social media handles and all, all right. of that. Uh, let our listeners and audience know. Cool beans, cool uh, beans. Give us a little uh, croon or something. You know. I might throw a little something out there. All right, so... If you're um, interested in knowing anything about me as far as booking, um, shows, etc., my website is D, you get it? D, crutcher.com. D, crutcher.com. Go on there, you see all my stuff, all my videos, pictures, 
the bio, everything will be up on there. Um, every Wednesday, I rock at this spot called Viva. That is off of Mount Moriah in Memphis. So you can come there. You can hear me every Wednesday there. Um, I pretty much have my schedule on my page. So you can see every spot that I'm going to be at. So you can always be up to date on where I'll be. Or I have it on my Instagram or Facebook. My Instagram is Devin underscore crutcher 901 you can go on there you see all my pictures bio same thing you know what i'm saying so you can see everything that i have going on um man just come rock with me come have fun with me party with me you know uh i love my fans i love my friends so come out there and chill with your boy okay there you have it you have how you can get in contact with this amazing brother this artist and everything so now we're in the part of our show but before we get ready to end this um we got the detour moment with erica yes detour um so listen i was driving down the street the other day and it was like the road was like completely blocked i'm like man you know i gotta go here i gotta go there it's all in the way now it's blocked and i can't get through um so often we deal with this in life we're trying to go forward we're trying to keep going you know and then we keep having these things that's blocking our view we keep having these detours that come up and it's keeping us we think from getting to our destination realize that's not the time to just give up and stop Sometimes, just maybe, God is blocking a situation or getting you, you away from a situation that's not good for you anyway. So when you have to turn around, as you're turning around, it's something else that God has for you. Be very, very careful about that. Watch, be very observant to what God may be doing in that season or in that detour. And move accordingly. That is a very wise words, very powerful, Erica. So now it's the brain drop moment. And the brain drop for today is try using your head before relying on your tail. Let me say that again. <laughs> try using your head before relying on your tail. I'm gonna explain what I mean by that. And this is not only just for the ladies, it's for the fellas as well. When I say tell, it, it's, it's not only meaning in, of a sexual nature or your body, but it can be your 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 money or anything that's that's that folks deem tangible um, to try to manipulate or get over on people or to use use people to their advantage. But when you operate out of a place of integrity, you use your mind, um, you know that weighs a lot more than what you do when you're using other things to try to get people to do what you want. And we've seen this. Men have seen women do it. Women have seen men do it. So once again, like, you know, use your head besides trying to rely on your tail to, to, to make things happen. Mm, uh, so, yeah. That's some powerful stuff. Bro. That's no, most definitely. So <laughs> because we see it all the time and I, I just, I, I came up, but that the other day when I was observing some people operating, like, oh, 
man, this is, and it came up and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Mm. So with that being said, we have had a great show today. We've had an amazing guest with Devin DC Crutcher. Thank you guys for having me, man. Yeah, we appreciate you coming on the cap. Once again, we want you all to remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe, share this podcast. This is something we're trying to do positive for the culture. Um, we, we love having amazing guests. We love giving you content that feeds your mind and your soul and have some laughs in there and just reminisce about things that we grew up listening, watching, or doing or whatnot. So, like I always leave you before we get off the podcast, saying I always say, if you're going to be anything, be for real. This is JD. This is Erica. And we'll holler at you next time on CAP. Peace. Peace.